0: there's an insane amount of high quality people behaving in a very low quality manner online lately. You see, the internet is this amazing tool that can propel you to whatever level of success that you're looking for, but the internet is also this black abyss of ones and zeros where everyone has the chance to influence others, but then also be influenced by others. And for most of us, we want to build a following and or build a successful business. But in order to do this, there's this one thing that a lot of people just aren't thinking about when they're promoting themselves online. We have to be magnetic. You see, being magnetic is the result of displaying qualities and character traits that others would consider appealing. And the level, your level of magnetism online is going to be a direct byproduct of the behaviors and actions that you take. It seems pretty obvious, but realize that although everyone is posting online and they're vying for this attention, many people that are in that category are breaking these foundational rules of what makes somebody truly magnetic. And so just remember a quick shot of attention never makes up for an unattractive display. It's kind of this short term mentality versus the long term, bigger picture understanding of what you're actually trying to accomplish by promoting yourself online. You know, the way that I think about this is being magnetic equals being attractive while grabbing attention equals being disruptive. And at the end of this whole video, I'm going to explain what this all means, but recognize that attraction and magnetism are not the same thing, but they're also not polar opposites either. So today, what I'm gonna do is highlight a handful of qualities and characteristics that make a person magnetic, in hopes that this empowers you to display your version of these virtuous traits, and subsequently, improve your growth and quality of connections online. Let's jump into it. Hey, welcome to the m M&M and Podcast, where I drop weekly tips and insights to empower your one-person business growth as I learn what works and what doesn't along my own solo business journey. With an emphasis on content creation, marketing, and overall principles of success, this show is built to be a resource that fuels your effort in building the life and the business that you've always wanted. My name's Evan Shank, a dad, a husband, and also a full-time operator of my own one-person business, where every single day I'm making a lot of mistakes, having a handful of wins, and sharing everything I learn along the way. Thanks for being here, and welcome to the show. So I'm going to go over five highly magnetic character traits. It's what these qualities of individuals uh, that when you see it, you're just you're drawn in. It brings you closer as a viewer or a listener of the person that's saying whatever it is that they're saying. Here are these five magnetic character traits. The first one, humility and servanthood. I have those linked together, and really this is just kind of the focus on others rather than focusing on one's self, okay? So, the late and great Kendrick Lamar once said, sit down and be humble. (laughs) And although his song Humble is laced with other themes probably not really needed for today's conversation, the value of humility still rings true. So, what humility actually is, it's the act of lowering the importance of one's self to instead make space for others and the community as a whole. However, This selfless state of being requires a large dose of self-awareness in order to maintain. You know, remaining humble throughout your day-to-day activities is incredibly magnetic and there's two big reasons why. Number one, just the act of being humble or humility displays an others first type of approach. And this is what makes people feel valued and focused on, which is very nice to feel on the receiving end there's a lot of people out there that, you know, from their microphone, from their pedestal, when they are hitting posts and upload on the accounts on, online where they show up, it almost feels as like a listener or a consumer of their content as though they're really just trying to build themselves up. And you sense this. There's like almost this piece of arrogance and inflated ego and self-serving purpose, really, for the reason why they're even online in the first place. And of course, to build a business you and you want to be profitable, you want to be able to feed your family, you want to be able to be wealthy, you want to go on nice vacations, of course. But that doesn't mean that you can't do that very successfully without maintaining your humility, okay? So you can definitely accomplish everything you want and more. And in fact, probably on a much larger scale, if we can remember to stay humble. It's nice. It, it feels good when you see somebody else who carries themselves in that way. So that's one reason why it's incredibly magnetic. The other reason that it's incredibly magnetic is that it's a great demonstration of wisdom, really, in the fact that the world is this massive canvas of ideas, emotions, and opportunity of which the collective human experience is centered around. And so when you demonstrate a humble heart, when you share and work on your humility, the world sees that, is drawn towards it, because not only are you being very selfless and that's, and that's picked up, people recognize that, but then they also see that as very wise. It's this demonstration of wisdom that is missing from a lot of people, you know, because there is so much out there in the world. Like I said, it's this massive canvas of ideas, emotions, and opportunity, And the whole collective human experience is centered around this, okay? And so when you carry yourself in a humble way, people recognize the wisdom within that. And that is something very magnetic. So staying off your high horse of pride and arrogance is incredibly inviting, shall we say, magnetic. And humility then perfectly ties into the servanthood mentality of which all of the greatest leaders possess. You know, a quote from Simon Sinek that I want to share with you is, leadership is not about being in charge. It's about taking care of those in your charge. Even if you have, like even if you're the captain of a massive vessel and you have all of these workers and all of this crew on your ship, it's not about standing up at your throne or at the helm of the boat and yelling out orders at everybody. Now, there are elements of that, at times, of course, but the overarching idea here is that you're focusing on taking care of those people and you lead by example through your demonstration and this servanthood mentality of humbling ourselves as leaders, as people that are, especially for one person businesses, I think it's sometimes it gets a little confusing, like, well, I'm not a leader. It's just me. It's just me by myself. Like I don't have a team to manage. The fact is, I would, I would beg to differ. The level of leadership that's required from you is even more so. You have to lead yourself. And then, of course, remember, too, all of the followers, those numbers that are going up when you see impressions and engagement and all of that, those are real people. <laughs> and if you want them to be part of your audience and they are part of your audience, you need to represent that community in how you act, how you behave, what values you have, and how you demonstrate those. Humility and servanthood work hand in hand and ultimately position you as a very selfless individual with a heart of gold, focusing on the greater good of your community. And this is something that is rare to find, unfortunately, but it's easy to spot and it's impossible to ignore. The second magnetic character trait we're going to talk about is transparency and vulnerability. I have these linked up together as well. Transparency and vulnerability again go hand in hand as another quality found in the greatest names in history. From being clear about your true intentions with business to sharing stories of your own personal turmoil. Outside of cultivating a sense of magnetism, transparency does a handful of other things. First, it reminds everybody that you're human just like them. When you're willing to be transparent about the good things and the bad things in your life and you share that online, people are like, oh, yeah, you know. That this person is struggling too with different things, you know that makes them feel more connected at a human level. That's great, right? That's very magnetic, and it shows your honesty. I mean, it's just a transparency is just a display of honesty, and honesty we know builds very deep rooted trust, and it also presents you as an individual who's strong enough to admit those mistakes. Yet, it also shows that you're confident enough to share what works there's this debate sometimes especially in the, in the like online solopreneur-esque type of communities of like if you find like the the magic like sauce that's like really working to help you build your business whatever that means you know some people want to sh- like hold those secrets they want to hoard them and keep them for themselves they don't want to share because then what if somebody else takes it and runs and then all of a sudden they don't have a competitive advantage. If you're confident enough in yourself to share with the world what you're doing that's working, obviously that's like some pretty brutal transparency, at least brutal in the sense that there's a lot at stake, I suppose. That confidence makes you so magnetic. So be willing to share when you're messing up and also be willing to share what is working really well for you, okay? That brings people in. Because more than ever, people want to band together with other good people. And one great way to prove to the world that you're one of those good guys is just to be open about your ups, your downs, your wins, and your losses. This is the blueprint of your story as a person and as a professional. Like regardless, whether people are sharing this stuff or not, this is the case for all of us. We have our good days. We have our bad days. There's times when we have to work really hard to make something happen, and other times where it seems like it just falls out of the sky and lands in our lap. All of that is part of the story. This is the blueprint of your story. So I would suggest share as much as you feel comfortable with, and then go a couple steps further. Tiptoe out of your comfort zone of what you're willing to share. Because no doubt, you'll start attracting some incredibly great people that you may not have found otherwise. So do that not only for yourself and your, and your goals of building a business and building an audience, but for the sake of the people that you intend to connect with and helping them. Be transparent. Be honest about that. Share it. It will make you more magnetic instantly. The third character trait that is highly magnetic is confidence and bravery. And whether it be cold sales calls, performing the national anthem, or asking a girl out, Confidence builds as you keep putting in the work. The more reps that you put in, the more confident you will become. And confidence itself comes from experience. And experience comes from doing things, right? So the more that you do, the more that you'll know. And yet ironically, although that's true, here's a quote that is also true. It's by Socrates, and he said once, "'The more I know, the more I realize I know nothing.'" It takes a pretty confident person to be able to state that. The more that you learn, the deeper you go into the expansion of the skills that you are working on, the more you're going to realize there's more for you to learn. Those that say that they have learned it all or that are the expert, that, that know everything about X, Y, or Z, those are the ones that either have just a lot of ego and there's not a whole lot of humility going on there and they're beating on their chest thinking that they're just the the top dog in whatever field that is, or they're just not as smart as what they actually are claiming to be. Because like Socrates says, the deeper that you go into learning something, the more you realize there's a lot more for you to learn. This is an infinite game. You never fully have the whole book of whatever the skill is or whatever. You never have the whole thing memorized where there's nothing more to learn. It bleeds into other issues and other topics Confidence comes from experience and the experience comes from doing things. So the more you do, the more you'll know. And I'm I know I'm repeating myself, but I really want to lock this in. You need to get out there and get, get those experiences that build your confidence. Okay. And it's not this blind confidence. We've I've talked about, you know, my problems in the past of trying to fake my knowledge in a way to try to convince other people that I was smart. And it wasn't in a malicious attempt attempt. I wasn't trying to do this for my own self-serving needs at the expense of others, I just truly wanted to start helping faster. And so I felt as though I needed to give information on things that I just didn't have the information to give yet. As an encouragement for you today, let go of the self-imposed pressure to be perfect at something. Instead, focus yourself on the process required in order to achieve perfection, whatever that means for you. And in, a, in simple terms, I believe bravery is simply the willingness to try something where the strong possibility of failure ultimately waits, all right? Because if you're running into a situation, into a circumstance where it's highly likely that this isn't going to pan out, it takes a pretty brave soul to be able to do that, Right? Every single day, we have these micro moments, these tiny little opportunities to either do the bold or brave thing, or to figuratively curl up in the fetal position and cry for our binky. Now, my kids say the pacifiers we call they're called binkies, and uh, funny enough, in the name of transparency, I, when I was a kid, I called it a dink dink. So I don't know what that says about me. It's <laughs> it's kind of fun to say though, dink dink. Um, I hope that doesn't like slang. <laughs> That's probably slang for something in a different language and I just have no idea and I just like cussed somebody out. <laughs> but yeah, how about that for transparency? I'll try to, uh, instead of just preach at you about it, I'll try to uh, be an example of that as well. But yeah, we have these micro moments where you can either do the brave, bold, noble thing or you can just curl up in the corner. You can run away. And at a micro and a macro level, These acts of bravery breeds this confidence inside you, which then spins up this flywheel of growth for you. In doing so, this signals your strength to the rest of the world, which then in turn brings them closer to you. People respond to strength. And when demonstrated in the right way, as we've mentioned so far here, the response is incredibly positive, all right? So when I say people respond to strength, I mean it in a positive sense. People are looking for leaders. They may not admit it because I don't think, for most of us, I know for me, I'm not consciously like online, like when I'm making new connections or find a, a new brand or person to follow that I'm really inspired by. I'm not thinking like, oh, I need to go find a leader in this space. I'm looking for a leader. I'm looking for somebody to follow. You know, I don't consciously think that. But if I zoom out and I just paint some self-awareness on what this is, And also recognize this is for all of us. This is a human thing. It's not a me thing or a you thing. It's an all of us thing. We're looking for strong, courageous leaders in these areas that are knowledgeable, that are humble, that have all of these magnetic character traits because that, it screams out this word of strength and that you can feel safe and secure and confident by being within their like bubble. This like, you think about like when people say, I'll take you under my wing, it's kind of that type of thing. So all of us are looking for strong people, strong brands, strong communities to identify with, to be a part of, because do you want to be on the winning team or the losing team? It's, it's just kind of how we are as people, like at an instinctive level, we're out here to survive And then consciously, we want to do more than survive. We want to thrive. And it takes strength to do that. And as a final thought, remember that confidence is shown more through your actions than your words. So don't just speak about it. You need to be about it and live it out. The next character trait that is highly magnetic that I want to touch on today is curiosity and passion. There's this age-old debate on whether or not you have to love what you do in order to be successful. And what I can say after my 32 years on this earth is that the bedrock of success is predicated on the fulfillment that one experiences on their pursuit. In order for fulfillment in the deepest sense to occur, one must have a deep level of curiosity and passion for the specific journey that they choose to embark on. See, the area where your curiosity sparks is often where your passion is waiting. If you're going into areas where you have no curiosity, you have no, there's no excitement, there's no childlike wonder of like, yeah, just curiosity. I mean, that's, that's the epitome of that word. If you're, if you're venturing into these things and doing these things that there's no curiosity within you about this thing, then you're probably not going to find passion there. But if you start to tiptoe into different skill sets, into different industries, into different things that you're like, oh man, like your ideas like are just turning and, and you're just curious and you're excited about the, the pursuit of knowledge and understanding this thing more. This is often where you're going to find a deep passion for something. A question to ask is, do you need to love every element of your work in order to love what you do? And instead of giving you an answer or giving you my two cents, let's answer this with some more questions, because this is something that all of us wrestle with, or we've heard people talk about this before, where it's like, you know, I want to love what I do. And if I don't, if I don't love it, then I'm not going to do it. But some other qualifying questions would be like, do you love absolutely every aspect of your spouse? Or do you have a few pet peeves, nonetheless, still loving your spouse unconditionally? Or are you obsessed with every single healthy meal that you choose to eat? Or would sometimes some extra cheese on it make it taste better? Or do you have to love everything going on in your country in order to love your country? And if you think about whatever those answers were for yourself to those questions, you've likely found the answer for the first question of, do you need to love every element of your work in order to love what you do? So without giving you an answer, I'm gonna let you answer that for yourself. For the longest time, I never really understood why curiosity was so incredibly important. Like I'd heard it, and I think it was Steve Jobs that said, it just kind of, the quote of stay curious, and there's there's a lot that you can expand on that and context behind it. But I never really understood why that mattered so much, so I was just like, oh yeah, thumbs up, like curiosity, hooray. But what I've come to discover is that curiosity is like oxygen to a flame. The more that you have of it, the larger the flame begins to grow. And in this sense, the flame is like your offers or solutions you create to benefit your audience. So this in turn then becomes an incredible business. It's hard to build an incredible business if you have no curiosity and therefore passion within what you're doing. Do you have to love all of it? I'll let you make that decision for yourself. For me, no. Do I love having to go into my email inbox and answer questions or just have that, you know, it's just this thing that has to get done, right? And would I rather be recording and creating and putting out content that's helpful and valuable and having more content success calls or seeing notifications that sales are coming through of my content creation toolbox that I'm selling? You know, like there I don't love every single part of what I do, but I absolutely love what I do. Curiosity precedes business, at least the good businesses. It comes before the business. And for the solopreneur, passion and curiosity is the thing that gets us out of bed in the morning. You see, a curious mind is a passionate mind. And passion is exciting to witness. This excitement then catches the attention and draws people in. So that's how curiosity and passion become this incredibly magnetic thing that pulls people in closer towards you. And the last major character trait that we're talking about today, I gotta say, this one is my absolute favorite and I would confidently place this at the top of this hierarchy of importance if we were ranking them that way. Hey, real quick, I've done a bunch of research on what helps podcasts like this grow and the data continues to prove that this one thing can make or break your show and that is audience engagement. So I have one small ask that requires almost nothing from you, but would mean everything to me if you could do the following. If you're watching this on YouTube, please tap the like button and then subscribe to the channel. And no, because you subscribed doesn't mean that I'm gonna blow up your feed from now on. But if you're catching this episode on your favorite podcast streaming, but if you're catching this episode on a different podcast streaming app, be sure to rate the show from your device and consider following the show as well. Those quick actions take about three seconds and it directly supports this content and my business. All done with it? Awesome, let's jump back into the show. And it's balance and discernment. Within all of the other magnetic character traits that we've talked about, a large discernment is required. It's the game of balance. Everything in life is a balancing act. And what discernment is, is it's simply the adaptive understanding of situations and the ability to make unique and appropriate decisions in real time. To be a good leader, you have to sharpen the, the, the tool and the skill of discernment. Think of it like air traffic control, but for all of the thoughts and choices and decisions that you have to make every day, like it is kind of chaotic, but somehow there's like this symphony type of thing happening. You have to orchestrate everything together to make it work. And there are times where two planes collide, figuratively speaking, from the air traffic control example. It's like, yeah, you're not always gonna nail it, but as you continue to not give up on yourself or on your business or on your audience and the things that you're responsible for and that you're trying to build and cultivate, you will be able to sharpen that skill of discernment and have a bet through your experiences, like we talked about earlier, through your experiences, be able to better discern whether to go left or right. For instance, discernment is found when you're sitting at a green light and you want to turn left, but you have oncoming traffic still. You're discerning or deciding when to wait for the traffic to pass by versus going ahead and turning because you have enough time before they get to the intersection. Also recognize that most choices in life are not black and white decisions. This is something that should be really obvious. I think any of us that have lived through a childhood and are now adults, you should absolutely, a thousand percent, there's no excuse for you not being able to agree with that. We live in an incredibly gray world, not in a humdrum, sad type of way, but in a sense that like it's hard to speak in absolutes. It's never always this or always that. Maybe at a principle or a fundamental level, which today we're talking about principles that make people in general magnetic, but in, the, in life's choices, in the day-to-day things, sometimes you have, to, you have to know when it's time to stand your ground and fight, but then sometimes the same, a, a similar circumstance could come up, but it's best to leave it alone and walk away. Each micro and macro decision must be handled and be made with a balanced mind in hopes of making a greater amount of good decisions than bad ones because you have to make a ton of decisions. So if you have to make 100 decisions, like aim to at least get 51 of them right. That's the aim. And some days that will be the case or to a larger percentage that way. And other days it won't be. But the game of balance and discernment nonetheless is just found within everything that we do all of the thoughts and all of the, de- the decisions and opportunities. We have to know when to say yes, know when to say no, know when something is urgent and ne- everything else needs to drop and run towards to handle that thing or put out fires like they say. But then other times it's like, sounds like an emergency but it's not as important that needs to wait. As a solopreneur, balance and discernment is critical to your success. Things like when to stick to the game plan or when to pivot, when to delegate, automate, or handle whatever said task is on your own. When to take the phone call or reply to the email versus not breaking your focus on the current task that you have. Or where to allocate your capital to increase your ROI, the return on your investment. It all comes down really to, like if we zoom out a little bit more, the underlying theme here is it's coming down to risk versus reward. And so whether it's a big or small risk or big or small reward, this whole risk versus reward thing, it's found in everything. Your discernment will develop as you continue to navigate the journey of business and the journey of life. So while you demonstrate and sharpen these qualities, you'll recognize that it will become incredibly apparent to those around you. And it's impressive to see somebody, it truly is, who embodies these qualities, which then makes it so attractive, which is so magnetic. Oftentimes, it's not about what you say, but what you choose not to say. It's not about what you do, but rather in what you choose not to do. We have to make these decisions every day, and we will sharpen the skill of discernment, the quality of balance that we're able to provide in our life and in our business, the more that we keep going day in and day out. Or I'll uh, summarize them for you real quick. The very first one that we had was humility and servanthood, focusing on others, getting rid of focusing on yourself enough to make room for others as individuals and also the community as a whole. It's focusing on the greater good. The second one was transparency and vulnerability. It just shows when you're transparent, it just shows everybody that you're a human, just like they are. And it's very honest when you're willing to be vulnerable and share in a transparent fashion what you've got going on in your life. And that honesty really breeds this deep-rooted trust. Then we had confidence and bravery. You have to know when to, like, you have to be willing to stand up and fight for the things that you know are right. You have to be brave and bold picking up the phone call and trying to close the deal, or asking a girl out, all of these things. And while this happens, remember that quote from Socrates, the more I know, the more I realize I know nothing. And that should be very humbling as well. So you can see how these all lace together. The other one was curiosity and passion. Curiosity breeds passion. The area where your curiosity is sparking is often where you will find passion. You don't have to love every single micro element of the business that you run or the tasks that are on your plate each and every day as you build your mountain, your personal mountain of success, right? But overall, if you're following, chasing your curiosities, your passion is there. And that is something that draws people in is passion, seeing passion, witnessing that passion in the heart of other people. And then the last one that's kind of wraps into all the other ones is this balance. And discernment. When to do this versus when not to do this. When is it a good time to say these things versus maybe holding back and not saying that until later, recognizing where the other person is at. Is this the right time? Is it not that self-awareness and situational awareness is baked in to the process of sharpening your discernment? Very beginning of this entry, I had brought up, I had said that being magnetic equals being attractive and grabbing attention equals being disruptive. I told you that I would explain what I meant at the end. And so now that we have all the context of everything we've talked about in hand, let me explain what I mean by this. When your goal is simply to get attention, the immediate objective is to disrupt. If you can't disrupt somebody's patterns, even for a split second, you won't be able to get their attention. And we hear people talking about, oh, you just need to get attention. And especially in my circles of like the the marketing circles online, It's all about, it all starts with getting somebody's attention, all right? And so if that's what you're truly focused on, what you're trying to do is you're trying to disrupt. You're trying to break the pattern for a moment so that you can get their attention, right? Because if you can't disrupt their pattern, you can't get their attention. I think we all agree on that. But when your goal is to become magnetic, then the objective is to attract by the way of being attractive, So instead of disrupting people, you're trying to attract people, okay? And so what ends up happening is when you're aiming to become attractive, and I don't mean in the vein, like, physical, that person's a good-looking, attractive person. I mean it in, like, a magnetic sense. Like, you attract, you pull it in. When you're doing that and that's your objective, what ends up happening just by proxy is that you inevitably disrupt somebody's pattern of attention as they choose that person they choose to shift their focus based on what was pulling them in. So there is a difference there, and it's an important difference. You know, there's a lot of talk on the best ways to get people's attention. And while there's, that's not really a bad thing on the surface, the mistakes are often made by those who misunderstand the difference between attracting and disrupting. Or those who choose the path of willful ignorance for the sake of preserving these short-sighted and largely selfish objectives. You see that a lot. There are people, I'll use like Twitter DMs because that's just an easy example here. I guess we could, we should say X, not Twitter. But there are people that just shoot off these DMs like without even, like they have the wrong people's names in there. And you can tell it's like this templated approach. It's very short-sighted. They're trying to close a deal in the same sentence where they're saying, Hello, my name is this. I saw you have this many followers. I can help you get this many followers. It only costs this much. We can get started today. It's just very short-sighted. You can tell. And so those types of people, they're either choosing to stay ignorant to like the things that we're talking about today in this video so that they can preserve that short-sighted approach or they they just haven't like learned their lesson yet, all right? So it's either like, willful ignorance or it's just straight up ignorance. And so hopefully this type of message and the people that are representing these types of messages and pushing these out can start to wake up some of this selfish, short-sighted behavior and stop trying to disrupt, but instead attract by becoming magnetic. That's what I have for you today. I hope you truly found something useful within this. And I also hope that this entry has brought us a little bit closer together as you can hear my heart and my intention for what I'm trying to do Not only do I want to stand here and try to encourage you with some of these truths, but also represent them myself. And then within that process, build a better connection between you and I. And if either of those things have happened today, then I count this as a total win. So thank you for your time. And until next time, peace. If you enjoyed this episode, there's plenty more content on this channel ready for you right now. If you're catching this on YouTube, consider dropping a like and be sure to hit the subscribe button before you leave, because that simple action exponentially helps this channel grow. I value your time and attention. So thank you for sticking around. You're the best. And until next time, peace.